0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: The Defense Department is getting ready to test out version 2.0 of the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Initiative, CMMC, this summer. DOD revamped its approach to securing controlled, unclassified information, known as CUI, back in February. It's now going through the federal rulemaking process. Federal News Network's Jason Miller joins me with why this test is an important step toward DOD's goal of launching CMMC in 2023. Jason, how are they testing CMMC version 2.0? What form does this all take?
2: In the late June or July timeframe, depending on how quickly they can bring this all together... DoD will bring in external and internal experts to give CMMC 2.0 what they call a test run. Stacey Boshjanik is the Chief of Implementation and Policy in the DoD's Office of the DoD CIO. And she talks about how this test run is going to work.
0: We're going to be doing some tabletop exercises where we actually fabricate a a program, and walk the dog. Make sure how it would look in a proposal, what we're looking for information-wise. We're going to have members from the DIB-SCC participate with us so we can hear from your perspective, like, you know, that's a bridge too far. That's too hard for us. We need to re-wicker it a different way. To make sure that what we put together is an executable program that people can participate in and understand from the get-go what your requirements are and how you have to manage and handle things.
2: Bustjohnik says these tabletop exercises will further inform their processes going forward as DOD gets closer to launch uh, CMMC in 2023. Now, Tom, a big area of interest, not just for DOD, but really for uh, companies as well who have to abide by CMMC, is this controlled, unclassified information, CUI. What is it? How does it work? Do I have it? Do I not have it? When do I know I have it? And Bostronic says contractors who hold certain kinds of CMMC level two CUI, and reminder, Tom, CMMC is three levels now instead of five levels, they're going to need to do a self assessment for certain types of data under level two, while others who hold maybe more sensitive data and that's considered level two data. We'll need a third party assessment.
0: What we are working through and with those tabletop exercises that we're working on today is gonna ferret out where we feel that we can bifurcate level two, where we have prioritized and non-prioritized CUI. If you are a company that has FCI, you gotta do the 15, you gotta do that annual self-assessment, and affirm that you're you're compliant to those, right? For CMMC Level 2, with the non-prioritized CUI, a company will be able to do a self-assessment and then do the annual affirmation that they're still compliant with that assessment. And you would have to do the self-assessment once every three years.
2: I heard Bhatshanik mentioned FCI. This is called Federal Contract Information. This is just typical information that every federal contract has in it. There's 15 basic controls around cybersecurity that vendors must have in place to protect this, what they call low level of data.
1: And more broadly, the rollout status of CMMC. I mean, it's getting to be kind of long in tooth now since it was first proposed. And now we're talking 2023. What are some other dates and deadlines vendors ought to be watching for?
2: You're absolutely right, Tom. It's been almost three years since we first started talking about this thing called CMMC. And, you know, to DOD's credit, they did take a step back and, and in last year and released new, the 2.0 version in February. This is a less onerous, more streamlined approach. They hope it's three levels more focused on self-assessments and really focused again, going back to this idea of the type of CUI or other data your company holds and has to protect. There are both self-assessments for level one and in some areas of level two and level three will require a third party assessment, both from a independent one and potentially from uh, uh, something called the DibCAC the uh, um, which is a uh, uh, DCMA folks. Um, now, Dr. Kelly Fletcher is the principal deputy CIO. She says the program rollout is coming together over the next year.
3: We are writing a proposed rule change to sections 32 and 48 of the CFR. And that is happening behind the scenes. There are people working super, super hard on this, but you are not going to see it. We at DOD CIO are going to submit these draft rules to OMB, and then they're going to enter into the rulemaking process We think that the rule will be published for public comment in March 2023, so in about a, yeah, a little less than a year. And the reason that's really important is this is public comment. Uh, Y'all have the opportunity to comment, and we want your comments. Uh, You know, I want you to say this is too onerous, this is expensive, this isn't onerous enough. We want those comments. And the way that you can do that is through the OMB website, and that'll be in March about and then CMMC 2.0 will be part of contracts as soon as summer 2023. Uh, so that's pretty soon, but it does buy you a year, right, to start getting after this.
2: Fletcher says the RFI or RFP will say clearly what level is required for CMMC. So that's where really vendors really need to start paying attention to. And Bosh Janik actually adds that DOD is strongly encouraging the services and, and defense agencies to put out RFIs ahead of any solicitation that will require CMMC. So those requirements are known by the contractors well ahead of a final solicitation or even a draft solicitation so they can be prepared and understand, okay, I need to get to this level one, two, or three ahead of of the bidding or at least in time to, if I win the contract, to do work on the contract. So DOD is trying to really add that, uh, extend that timeline and give vendors more time, more understanding uh, more more ways to be prepared.
1: We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller, and one of the knocks on CMMC 1.0 was the potential costs it would impose on small businesses. So how can the little guys and how can the big guys get ready for when DOD starts putting these requirements in contracts, as you say, in 2023?
2: Yeah, let, let's start with the big guys. and I think that that's the one that's more well known. They And one thing that DOD and and both Kelly Fletcher has said and Stacey Bajanek has said that just talking about CMMC over the last two or three years has really kind of lit a fire under a lot of these contractors to really look at themselves and say, how are we doing against uh, the self-assessments, the NIST 800-171 control list? Uh, What can we do to, to move ourselves in the right direction? Tom, when you add on top of that all the cyber threats we're seeing, whether it's the Colonial Pipeline attack or Log4j or, or the ransomware is that they've really grown. I think all of those things has really spurred this action. So I think the first thing, uh, you know, all these agencies, all these contractors can do is look at, okay, where do they stand today? How are they meeting the the requirements under NIST 800-171? And I think that's, that's starting to happen, and I think that's a, a good thing. Small businesses in particular, Tom, are, are really the ones area, I think you're right, that are struggling and I think one thing that the small businesses can do, and I was just at an FC and Nova conference where they talked about the, the small businesses. And there's something that DoD launched called Project Spectrum. And this is specifically for small businesses in a mentor-protege program. And they've had a, an on-year ongoing pilot program to improve cybersecurity of small companies through this mentor-protege relationship. But they're really trying to expand it and really bring in the CMMC pieces and parts. So they uh, are are asking for people to apply if you're a part of a mentor-protege program. And just as an aside, Tom, the Small Business Administration has made it a lot easier to be part of a mentor-protege program. They've changed the rules in the last couple of years. Uh, it's, It's no longer you can only have one protege and one mentor. You can have multiple proteges to one mentor. Secondly, DOD has really consolidated and centralized this approach to mentor-protege. For instance, Tom, it used to be, well, I have an agreement for the Army, but that agreement doesn't shift to the Navy. Well, now it can shift to the Navy, so I could be a protege with a mentor who focuses on the Army, and I can be a protege with a mentor that focuses on the Navy, but it's the same agreement DOD-wide. So I think those are really positive signs. Getting back to CMMC, they're opening up a pilot application where a sponsoring military agency and a mentor-protege program can go through a readiness check and really see how they meet CMMC levels one and two, and the areas under NIST 800-171. And there's no cost for these small businesses to be a part of this pilot program. So Project Spectrum, we're going to link to that on federalnewsnetwork.com.
1: Oh, and finally, briefly, how is DOD preparing to handle 80,000 companies that will need to be certified in this level two or level three?
2: That is a huge lift, and it's been a big lift for a long time. The big concern, time remains have and have-nots. Well, My competitor got through it, but I didn't. So that's not fair. And I think DoD has tried to make some changes to CMMC itself to to address that issue. So uh, one big change they made, for instance, Tom, was this idea that you have to be CMMC level one, two, or three by the time you start to work on the contract versus when you bid on the contract. So that gives you time. The second thing they've done is increase the number of people who are doing the third party assessments within the DoD, something called the DibCAC. And I think that's really important. The DibCAC has, has increased the numbers by where they're looking to increase the their number of people who can do assessments by 140 people over the next you know, six, nine months or so to get ready for this influx of, of work that they expect to come from CMMC. So they got funding, they're hiring people. I think DoD understands the lift that's uh, in front of them.
1: Federal News Network's Jason Miller. Thanks so much.
4: Always a pleasure, Tom.
1: And check out his comprehensive story at federalnewsnetwork.com.
4: Hello, and welcome to the Lessons in Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Shane Canfield, CEO of WEPA, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Melissa Bradley, the founder and managing partner at 1863 Ventures, an investment company focused on bridging entrepreneurship and racial equity, and accelerating new majority entrepreneurs from high potential to high growth. Additionally, Melissa is co-founder of Venture backed Eureka, a community where small businesses gain unprecedented access as a company grows, WEPA is growing as well. And you are so spot on. We have, as, as leaders, we have to let go and trust those people that work for us and empower them to do their job and then let them roll. And that's not always easy.
5: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second